Comedy LOL Podcast Network. mean it's time to start the terrible podcast as we do every week with a quote balance every thought with its opposition because the marriage of them is the destruction of illusion and that quote is by Alistair Crowley um I love this quote so much because I think a lot of times people idealize certain things um you know that's kind of what desiring I think something is and I think if you just take a minute and think about the opposite part of that it's like okay it's not necessarily the grass is always greener if you wanted something um there's this quote from one of my favorite movies picture perfect with Jennifer Aniston don't hold that against me but she's Uh, I can't have a podcast with you anymore (laughs) (laughs) but she's talking to Kevin She's talking to Kevin Bacon in the movie, and she said, you're always going to be the guy who wants what the other person ordered, like, at a restaurant. I'm paraphrasing there. But it's, like, it's one of those, like, it always looks better. But then when you, like, really look at it, it's, like, food is food, you know? If you got that, you chances are would want the same thing that you ordered if somebody else had gotten it. And so I think a lot of times it's, like, nothing is perfect. And when you think about um, kind of the opposite end of that desire or that lust or whatever it is you're thinking about, it really kind of hones it down to like, okay, yeah, I'm just kind of being silly here. Uh, you know what? I, that's not the exact interpretation that I had, but I love that because that's so true. And every desire begins with a thought in your head. So, you know, if you could mm-hmm. just learn to realize that, you could stop yourself. And what I wanted to add in for this quote was that this really reminds me you should keep an open mind. Because it's saying that even if you have a yes, thought, that's very difficult it doesn't me. mean that it's right. Even if you believe it with everything in your soul that it is right, it's possible that it could be wrong. Because, I mean, unless you've never been wrong before, we've all been wrong. So I feel that right. that's kind of what it's speaking to me. But I, I, de- I do love your interpretation. I literally thought you were going to be like, that interpretation was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> I don't think I had to say it. No. <laughs> oh, I'm obviously in a very giggly mood. Okay, and if you can't tell, I um, I'm feeling so much better than I was. So I'm really happy that we waited to record, so I didn't sound like I like was one of those 900 operators. You know what I mean? Well, one nine hundred. You mean? Exactly. Call yeah. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So let's get started. We're going to talk about um, eights today, the eight of cups and the strength card. And we're going to talk about the number eight. So we'll start off like we normally do with the cups card. Remember, this is our summer of love. And we're talking about the suit of cups. We've gone all the way now from one through seven. So now we're at eight. I'll describe the card for you. If I'm looking at it, there is a blue background with a a crescent moon, but it's also like a full moon. There is one figure and the figure has uh, their back to the person looking at the card and they have like a staff and they're, it looks almost like low tide. And maybe that's just cause like where I'm from that that's what I think of, but it looks like the water is receding. Um, and at the, the front of the card um, and at the bottom, there's five cups lined up. And on top of those five cups, you've got three cups to give you the eight cups. 
and there's water and there's like these jagged rocks. Um, and Brandon, I think you could really attest to this. To me, this like literally I was like, oh, it's Long Island Sound. Um, that's what it made me think of. You said but, Long Island uh, Sound? Yes. Yeah, this looks exactly like <laughs> Long Island Sound. And so the figure's walking away and they have a staff and they're kind of, they've crossed this little uh, waterway um, and they're moving away from the cups. So there's my description of the card. If you want to see what it looks like, you can always Google it, the Rider Waite um, Tarot Eight of Cups, or you can check out our Instagram, which Brandon uh, updates every single week. And this is at Terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, and then number two. Okay, let's talk about initial thoughts. When you look at this, what did you think of? When I look at this, it just reminds me of at a time in my life where I might have given up more... <laughs> Let me start again here. Let me try that again. It reminds me of a time in my life where I may have given up on something. I could have had a pursuit or something that meant a lot to me at one point. But then for one reason or another, I just turned my back on it and had to walk away. Mm-hmm. I had a very similar initial thought. I said turning away from a good thing. But I also said because of the way that the cups are stacked with the five on the bottom and then the three on the top and there's like that space, I said there's like a missing piece that's ruining a whole set or an accomplishment. I just think that there's a balance if you had that that cup in that space. And because it's not there, it almost seems like, a well, I don't have every piece here, so forget it. All right, so let's now look at the different parts of the card and kind of get into what we think that they mean. I just made a little list of the things that I thought were like relevant. Let's start off with the moon because the moon kind of threw me a little bit. It looks like it's obviously like a crescent moon, but it also looks like a full moon. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to represent all the phases of the moon from crescent to like full, I guess, mm -hmm. the new moon. And it has a face on the moon, which is great because... Everybody always talks about the man on the moon. So it's kind mm -hmm. of it's kind of a shout out to that and it's just a somber looking it looks like he could be either empathetic to what's going on or he understands or maybe even like slight approval or even disapproval. It really just depends on I guess how you're looking at this card and what mood you're in and what's going on in your life. It's so funny you even started off with approval because like as you were going to say the word approval, I was going to be like judgment. <laughs> Yeah, it could be judgment like, also. <laughs> like, it almost looks like, idiot, why are you walking away? You know, if you have all these things here, you're just turning your back on them. To, to me, that's what I felt like what this face was looking at. Yeah, so that would be more like the disapproval and he's kind of ashamed or, or you know, just like disappointed in the guy. Like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Which I say like all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying my best, in, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought in the phases of the moon because because of the cyclical nature of the moon. I just love the idea of tying that in. I mean, now we're at the number eight. We have two more until we get to the ten of cups. And that would be like a complete set. So I feel like just even tying in the phases of the moon here, it's kind of, we're kind of going through all of these phases as we're moving through um, the numbers of the cups. And perhaps this figure went through all of these different emotions with these eight cups. And now it's almost like a new moon, right? Where it's like he's looking for something totally different. Yeah, well said. Okay, let's look at the setting and or the landscape here because I drew a lot of... Um, uh, I wrote down a lot of notes about this. So I'll go first. Um, I said that the landscape was unlike something that we've seen before in terms of it being like the mountainous kind of rugged 
landscape being close. Um, and I said that that was very indicative of kind of what this person was feeling, like not, maybe not smooth, not relaxed, like very kind of not at ease. And the fact that there's this water now to me, I said, it, it seemed like it could be low tide, but, um, you know, I think a lot of times when I think of low tide, I think of the water receding, but it also has to come back in. So maybe it's like moving from low tide to high tide where the water is coming back in and it's going to like sweep all of this back out into the ocean. And so all of that like emotionality is there of like maybe at one time he was able to put it aside and it's kind of overcoming him now. And that's why he's walk walking away. Yeah, I like that. And I've said before how mountains could represent a challenge an upcoming challenge in someone's life or something that an obstacle that they have to overcome and the fact I love how you said the mountains are so close because that made me think of how this guy was building these cups it was something that was really important guy or gal I mean it could be a, a female too this person was building these cups so something was really important to them at one time but something happened in them and it was a a, a, a change of heart and that could be signal that could be signaled by the low tide, the receding water, and it's also signifying to me that it's a change that happens that you don't really see. A lot of times, people before they make a drastic change in their life, they have to hit like a rock bottom. So this is kind of like that because when you hit that rock bottom, that's the moment that you realize you have this giant journey ahead of you, but it's right there and there's nothing you could do about it. It's you have to climb yourself out of that pit, or I guess just wallow in despair and you know, and die. But that's, that's kind of what I'm getting from that. You know, I'm just going back. I like piggybacking off of that. When you think about that, that water coming back in, it's going to cover like those jagged rocks. And then those mountains aren't going to seem as big or kind of yeah. as um, like imposing because they're not going to, they're going to be covered with that water, which if I'm going along with my idea of water being that emotion, um, it's like, that's when it seems like it's, capable of being conquered because you feel so great. Like, look what I did. And then the water recedes and you're like, oh, you're right. It's like that rock bottom of like, no, I really didn't do anything. And to break that down even further, because I love that, <laughs> but you can also look at the fact that the tide is a cycle. Like you were saying, it goes in and out, but it also kind of points mm -hmm. to time heals all wounds. So right now it's low tide and those jagged rocks are out, but sooner or later, the water is going to come back in. It's not going to seem as bad. That is so great. I literally love how we were just going like ping ponging back and forth there. Yeah, it's like Forrest um, Gump over here with this ping pong. Right. <laughs> so let's You've seen look that the... movie, right? <laughs> I have. Okay. I have. No, I'm. <laughs> I see a lot of movies. No, I I'm know. Sorry. I'm just Still giving have... <laughs> you a hard time. <laughs> All right, let's look at the figure here. Okay, so we have this solitary figure, um, and their back is turned towards us. So we're looking at the card. Um, I just said it's turning your back on material things because they're literally kind of walking more towards like this natural world. It's turning their back on these these cups, which would be for me. I wrote down this material, um, physical part of the world. I also just wanted to draw attention to though that the fact that the figure is like it has like they have a, a staff. Um, I know we're not talking about wands and not necessarily this would tie in, but for me, it was one of those, like they needed that support to be able to move away. Yeah. And it can also signify, <clears throat> as you were saying, a change. So the water's rolling out of here, which means this person has lost the feeling for whatever it was that they were doing before. And now they're using this wand as a staff to help them onto the next 
uh, journey or whatever it is or the next part of their life. And this is something that happens to a lot of people. Like uh, you say, for instance, a midlife crisis, people will get to a point in their life where they realize that what everything that um, they have, they have like a paradigm shift. So the things that were important to them before, they realized that it was just all folly. They're like, well, what have I been wasting my life on this whole time? Uh, for example, that's so that's kind of what it means to me, too. And the fact I love how you picked out that he had the staff or that this person has the staff because it's signifying a shout out to another suit in the deck. So it's kind of like I'm moving on from cups to wands now. And wands are like think of a magical wand or a staff. It's a tool of creation. So this guy's going on mm-hmm. to create new uh, new whatever parts of his life and he's heading toward those mountains so yeah i like that i also the last thing i just wanted to point out for me um when i'm looking at this card though was the color of the background so we have seen some cards where there has been like a stormy background or clouds but i think because it's so clear that clarity for me is showing that like there was a deliberate movement away from these cups um to doing something that's maybe a little bit more soulful or spiritual um and letting the the light of the moon kind of lead the way there um so there's not like a confusion or a congestion and there's his head it's like very clear like i'm making this decision this is what i want to do i need to do this yeah and he's using the light of the moon and you could look at that inwardly as the light within he's letting his true self lead the way he's listening to himself and this is what they call in eastern religions uh following your dharma so it's the calling that you have you're doing that now you're on the right path that you should be on it, it might not be the easier path you know most times it's the harder path but it doesn't mean it's the wrong path so was there anything else here you wanted to point out or talk about no i think that about covers it perfect all right so this comes up in a love reading what do you think if this came up in a love reading uh i would dig a little deeper and if maybe if there's a little problem going on in the current relationship this could easily easily signal that you've lost the same feeling you have you know you've lost that loving feeling because this this character is on the other side of the water there's water in between them and those cups and their backs to them and they're on to new bigger and better things so this could also signify maybe it's time to break that relationship it's not working maybe it's unhealthy and you cannot fix another person you know so you just have to move on and um you know sometimes but again i don't want people to think we're like just telling you you have to quit this is just one reading in a specific situation so you know sometimes this could also signify that you have to go somewhere else to work on your relationship right now leave it alone uh, or leave the other person alone and maybe you have to spend some time apart See, and, and so so I wrote down a couple things for this one, um, you know, to try to make it seem maybe a little bit more positive. I think that sometimes relationships, if you do put in the work and the effort, like they do um, kind of progress the way that they need to and things are fine. And there are some times where you can say, you know what, things here are good. I can make my relationship be second and I can focus on something else now, whether it be work or something else that I need to focus on because everything seems good, you know? And, um, so I wrote down relationships take second, um, like a second place in your life. And, uh, and then I, I wrote down, I thought of you when I was writing this, um, uh, this past weekend, I was like being at one with yourself before getting into a relationship. 
Yeah. So maybe they, this person started to build a relationship, but until, you know, to truly complete this and have a full relationship, they have to go on that quest and find Mm -hmm. themselves because if you're not being honest with yourself, you're never going to be honest truly with another person. And that is not going to work. You have to have honesty. I've heard, I mean, I'm single. So (laughs) anyway, I also said just, um, I said that I, for a relationship, this was trying to achieve something a little bit more meaningful. So just going back to the quote that you started with, you know, my wrong interpretation of it. Um, I think sometimes you can get so swept up in an illusion of a person, um, and not necessarily like the physical look of that person, but maybe, um, but kind of looking to develop something a little bit more than just like surface. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my categories, apparently. I love when your cat like backs me up. It makes me so happy. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's talk about a career reading now. This card comes up in a career reading. What would you think? I would say that you have to go first this time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I defer. I said that this, yes. All right, I have two different interpretations. I said that one would be um, someone being able to actually pursue what their dream is or what they've always wanted to do without being scared. Um, so they've decided to turn away from maybe something that is making them money. And I feel like you hear stories about that all the time of like, this job was making me a lot of money, but it wasn't fulfilling to me. And I decided to leave it to do something that was more fulfilling. Um, so I said that could be it. And I also said, um, honestly, even like the flip side of that, doing something as a job that is able to support you kind of developing yourself and, and um, supporting you on your own journey and getting to know yourself and um, develop yourself as a person. Because not every person looks as a, at a job as like a career. Sometimes the job is just a job to make money so you can live and they su- it's able to support you to do the things that you want to do. So I kind of used both of those um, as my interpretation in a career reading here. Yeah, I like that. And to go back to what I was saying earlier about getting in touch with your dharma or your true path, it's really, it seems like it's harder, but it's it's really the path of least resistance. It kind of, you just have to follow the path and you do what makes you happy to try to sustain yourself. Because if you're working purely for money, I mean, I know not everyone's in this situation and it's, it's easy for me to say this, but if you're in a place where you're working for just money, you have to think about what money is. And this is great. This is a great excuse for me to go on a rant right here because money is really just a means of exchange. So, you know, like back in the day, I would trade you a cow for some eggs or whatever it was, or I'd give you some milk and maybe you'd give me some, some, um, some vegetables or whatever it was. So money came along as a means to just make that whole process a lot easier. And then we progressed into this future and it was used to be gold, you know, and that was something that was it was gold, it was precious. And then we went to this paper money that was backed by gold. But not a lot of people know this. Paper money in the United States is not backed by gold anymore. Um, it's been away from the gold standard and they're, you know, they're basically just printing money and it's called a fiat money, it's called a fiat currency system, which if you're interested in this, you know, Google it. I probably can even do a Brandon Bonanza episode on this. So every society that's ever gone to a fiat monetary system, eventually it's crumbled. So, you know, if you're working your whole life for this money, there's a chance 
that one day this money's not going to be worth anything. You know, in the old Soviet Union, they used to take barrels full of rubles to go buy one you know loaf of bread. So just think about this. You, have to, in, have, um, you have to be happy now, you know? I'm not saying don't plan pre- for the future. Post- go ahead, though. Yeah. In post World War One Germany, money had no value. People were using it as like wallpaper or like kindling for fires because it had n- had no merit. E- exactly. So just think of that. You're working your whole life away. You know, a lot of people that I know that have changed careers, like they were uh, somewhere maybe making a bunch of money with investing and all this stuff, and then they went on their true life path and totally changed around. You know, they would tell me how they used to be so stressed out. You know, they they have stomach issues, stress issues, losing hair, all kinds of different things, and they're basically just doing that so they can make money for what though? You know, it, it, uh, yeah, it's it's just like Biggie said, more money, more problems. So, but I think we can move on from there. That's about where I feel. So, you know, if you if there's something you want to do, there's no time like the present. Get going. There's no excuses. We have the internet. You know, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> it's like if you want to do something, get up and do it. And we're doing a podcast that's. From 3,000 miles away from each other. Yeah. She's in sunny California, <laughs> and I am in Connecticut, where we just had an intense heat wave, and now it's thundering so loud, it sounds like there's bombs going on outside. So, And we're still podcasting, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Rant so over. any final thoughts on this card? No, I think we're good. Yeah. I just, you know, um, looking at this card, I just felt so sad. Yeah, it is It is a sad card, but I, I think... Looking from the outside, it seems sad, but this could be a very happy moment in someone's life. I mean, I've had a similar experience like this that I've kind of talked about a little bit in my life, and it's uh, you go through a period where it seems sad, but when you come out of the other end, it's you're just in a much better place, and you look back at that time as actually a happy time. So that's another thing we can think about with this card. I could say is that when you're in that struggle and when you're in that grind, and I'm going to use this for example, I've performed stand-up comedy a bunch of times. Um, I, don't, I haven't done it in the past couple months as much, but I've been there with people who were doing it for a living. And I know people who do it for a living and some of them are broke and, but they're having a great time. They're out there telling jokes. They're getting paid for it. They're getting meals and mm-hmm. drinks and all this stuff. And, but this is the time, even the famous comedians look back and go, you know, that's the time when it was fun. So, you have to stop and look around. Where are you in your life? Just because you think it's a struggle. This might be the best time of your life and you're just sitting there bitching about it. I just, but I, I you know, I feel like part, part of the reason I'm saying like I feel sad when I look at this card is because I also like went ahead and started getting ready for next week and like, oh, wow. Yeah. Next, yeah, next week. You know, yeah. like what a difference. All right, but we're not going to get there. Nope. Let's move on to the strength card, which is our major arcana card for this week. And um, I'll start off with a description of it. um, And I'll tell you immediately what my thoughts were uh, after I do the description. So here's our description. There is a yellow background. There are two uh, figures here. The one that's kind of behind the the one in the front is a um, female figure wearing a white dress that um, has like all of these flowers on it. She's got this like, this like, um, floral crown the infinity sign is above her head and she's petting um and has her hand like on the mouth of the figure in the front which the figure in the front is a lion and so she's kind of like holding his mouth um and petting him and then she's standing they're standing on this green grass and in the background you see like a blue mountain and there's my description of the card (laughs) 
All right. I like it. And if you want to see it, you can check out our Instagram where you you can Google it. Okay. Initial thoughts. What were your initial thoughts on this? Initial thoughts on this. It looks to me like a really good card. Looks like this is a person who has their everything under control. You know, she's she's dressed really nice. She has these killer flowers. She's stroking this lion, but not mm-hmm. in a not in a way like she's controlling this lion. It's more like she has a cat and she's just petting the cat. Yes. I said my initial thoughts were um, the, a balance of like yin and yang. And so I know yeah. that it's a lion and I know that it's a human. But I said like, you know, I wrote down like the lion and the lamb, kind of like this ferocious beast and something that could potentially be a little bit more innocent or obviously not as dangerous. I mean, depending on who you ask, humans obviously are very dangerous. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. I said that for me, the interpretation of this is like conquering of something. Yeah, and you can also I, look now at that it. I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if I like that word conquering. It's like, uh, uh, uh. Um, okay, so let's talk about the things that we see in this card. The first thing I want to talk about is the infinity sign. So I want to talk about her, obviously, um, her entire being, her dress, the flowers, the infinity symbol. What were your thoughts? Well, the infinity symbol, it brings me right to the eight, and I love that because. I think they're trying to make that yes. very apparent on this card that the eight is the symbol of infinity. If you think of eight, it's four and four. We talked about fours before, so definitely go back and check out that podcast. But what they represent for it's it's like that foundation, but now you have the other side of it. So you have this whole creation that just keeps going back and forth. It's like it's like creation itself, like the <clears throat> excuse me, like the like the tide. Think of the ebbing and the flowing of the yep. tide we just talked about with the eight of cups. So that's immediately, uh, that's the first thing I think I'd get into. And then the dress is nice because it's white. It's the purity. It's kind of like what you were saying with the yin and the yang. It represents that feminine mm-hmm. energy, which we talked about before. It doesn't have to be like a, a female, but it's just that feminine energy or feminine force in the world. I said that for me, looking at it, it was like um, she just herself is very representational of like Mother Nature or even just nature in general, like the cyclical nature of of life. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, she's got these flowers. And when I think of the infinity sign, like obviously it means like an unending amount of time. But I also look at the the formation of it and the way that the line is curved. It's like a high and then a low and then another high to another low and how that just kind of keeps repeating over and over again. Um, And so when I look at this, I just think about how, you know, this could be a snapshot in time, but if we go forward, you know, I don't know, a little bit more, we could see something totally opposite of this happening, right? You could see the lion being very ferocious. Um, and just like, you know, when I see all the flowers that are blooming or whatever, it reminds me of one of my dad's favorite quotes. Um, and I, I, I know a lot of people have this favorite quote, life finds a way. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Yeah. No, the, the quote actually goes, uh, life... Uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> it's a little more. Um, so that's when I look at her, like that is what I think of. Yeah. it's also really reminds me of summer because um, of the okay. sky. She's wearing white, the flowers. Mm-hmm. So did you have any thoughts on the sky? That was where I was going next. Cause you know, I love yellow. Yeah. Why don't you go then? What do you think about that? So I, I just said that, um, 
Yeah, so I said that this was representational of a very positive moment. Like I said, like, it's just a snapshot. Like, this could have been the total opposite. Let's say, like, two minutes later, it's like she's trying to hold the mouth together. And it looks like such a sweet moment um, that but it could be something totally different. I said that the lightness, the yellow is illuminating it and makes it seem like way more positive because if the background was even like gray, I would not have the same thoughts or initial reactions here. Yeah. It's like, it just made it seem like very warm and comforting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which could also Um, signify that it's late in the day. So this person is somebody who is very experienced. They have themselves together and that's how they're able to wield this strength. Did you have any thoughts on the lion? Well, I like how lions represent, well, not only you think about astrology with the Leo, but a lot of people, I've, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before on, on the podcast, but I think I've told you before how a lot of the ancients would use the lion because apparently lions sleep with their eyes open, or that's what the rumor back then was. So it's something that yes. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, I think feel like it represents this power, this strength that never sleeps, that's always vigilant, that's always there. Always there for your use, too, because she's controlling this power. Obviously, she's sitting there petting it, and it's licking her, which is a a giant symbol of subservience. You know, think of a dog licking your yes. hand. So she has this, this power under control. I said that... Um the, the stance of the lion, it looks very submissive. And even, like, you see the tail between its legs. Like, it's not up. It just kind of looks a little... Wow. Yes, everybody. That was thunder that you heard. <laughs> we're, we're, I I'm never podcasting hear that out here, though. A, a tarot podcast in the thunder and lightning storm. This is great. Um. So I also said, like, you know, when I think of a lion, I think of, like, people often think of, like, courage and bravery, right? The cowardly lion. Um. And I also think of, like, being, like, king, right? And so the fact that this woman is able to tame it, it's like control over maybe that kind of animalistic part of your um, psyche. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Okay. So um, did you have any thoughts on like the uh, landscape part of this? I do like how it looks like the lion is actually either like riding the waves of the land or more I guess more appropriate, he's kind of digging it up, but it looks like he's actually moving all the land. So this force that he has is, is you know, it's a large, giant force. Not to oh be my gosh, with. I so love I, that. I literally had not, I didn't have any notes on this, but now that I see that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is what it looks like. And it could also signify that it's a, if so it looks like that mountain and the trees are far away, but what if they weren't that far away and this is just a giant lion and a giant lady? And they're just trying to show yes. the importance of it. And I also like those two trees in the background. Um, it kind of looks like the pie symbol, maybe, you know, like, I don't know. It's just those it two. Does. Yeah. It's... I, 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 like, oh, I put down landscape and then I put a question mark. I really didn't have that many notes. I also um, like the mountain. Okay. That's the, the mountain is kind of showing you the, the mound so it's like it's a shout out to the the feminine again also a lot of people think a mountain Mm -hmm. is a phallic symbol but if you think of the mound or a mountain and then you correlate it to a pregnant woman that's a lot of times what they would do in the ancient uh in the ancient world i'm glad that you had lots of things to say about that because i was like i don't know all right let's talk about this comes up in a general reading what would you say in a general reading i would tell the person that 
yeah, I'd have to find out where the person was in their life. But this is this could be a really good card. This can also be a card that's trying to tell you something. If you want to get something done in your life, that you need to be able to harness this power. But you're not going to do it through force, through brute will. You're not going to conquer it. You have to make friends with this lion. So even if this lion represents the beast within, the darkness within, this kind of represents being okay with that. And you have to mm-hmm. know yourself and know what you're capable of instead of denying what you are. This is this person being comfortable with who they are. I literally said the same thing. I said, following your passions, taming the lion would be like anything is possible as long as you believe. I was listening to this song this morning, and that was basically one of the lines in the song. So I was like, got to write that down. Nice. (laughs) It's true. Okay. So let's say this comes up. Let's say you pull this card in a love reading. What would you say? I would say you go first again. Okay. I said that this would be like, um, I, I... I don't see it so much as like a passionate love. I see it more as like a mentorship or like um, like a tenderness um, as opposed to like passion. I, I would say that if this came up in a love reading, I would say that it would be like kind of to try to show a little bit of empathy um, or to look um, if you're you're single to kind of look for maybe letting your guard down a little bit um, and trying to be a little bit more um, I, I, emotional isn't the word that I'm looking for here, but a, a little bit more honest and not so closed off. Um, I also said that it would be like leading by example or being a mentor. Um, and I think that there's a, a relationship and a love that develops between like a mentor and a mentee. Um, and that would be this. And it, obviously that's not a romantic love, but it would be a type of love, right? Um, so that was my thought on this card. I like that. And, and I would say that you can also look at this as maybe something to look for in a potential mate. So if it's a, you know, whoever you identify with in the card. So I'd ask the querent, who do you identify with? Do you identify with the goddess or this person? Or do you identify with the lion? And then if they identify with the lion, I'd say, okay, mm-hmm. well then look for somebody with the qualities of this goddess or this person. And vice versa, if they identify with the goddess, I would say, well, then you need this lion. What are the qualities in this lion that speak to you? And then whatever those qualities they say speak to me, then we could build a profile of who you should be looking for. Or, you know, at least yeah. have a general idea of what, you, you know, some people, that's the other problem. I think some people will meet somebody and they overlook a lot of different faults because they kind of want to make it work. So this would be a good yes. way to not settle and you know, you have to, you have to please yourself and you have to make yourself happy. You deserve to be with somebody who is going to compliment you and not be like, you know, project or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a career reading. Now this comes up in a career reading. What would you think? In a career reading, this looks like somebody who has it all together. She's out there taming this lion, like we said earlier. And, I would say this is a really good card. This means that you're at a good spot in what your career is and that whatever you're doing, if you're happy, keep doing it. And you remember that, like you said before, just because this moment right now, this person is happy, the sun's setting. What happens after the sunset? It gets dark. And then what lions do? Lions hunt. I don't know. They probably hunt during the day. I'm just right. like making things up. But things are going to change. So just because you're killing it right now at your job... You have to remember that this line 
could go wild on you. It's not always so easy to tame. So in those times, you have to remember to keep it together and get back to this moment. Uh, I literally said the same exact thing. And then, you know, I like to try to always kind of, will try to relate it back to certain careers. So I said, obviously a career with animals. Um, but I also said a career with like more vulnerable people. So um, like somebody that works in um, maybe like a NICU or a hospice or a social worker, someone that needs to kind of show that tenderness to another human being at a certain point in that person's life. Yeah, I like that. And I can also give my interpretation of what job this can mean and this could so a lion is a very big royal symbol it symbolizes royalty or kings or leaders so this could also Mm -hmm. represent somebody who is taming that lion who says to the leader no you're not gonna rule my life you know (laughs) this is my life i do what i want i'm gonna smoke Mm -hmm. my marijuana if i want so this is kind of Somebody, but they're not doing it in a defiant way to fight this lion. They're just looking at the lion and say, hey, listen, lion, I'm going to pet you. And then I'm going to go over here and uh, do what I do as long as I'm not hurting anyone else. So, yeah, I guess this could represent a career in maybe uh, medical marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the numerology of the number eight here. Or recreational um, marijuana. So- I don't want to discriminate. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so um, I have a ton of notes on this, and I have to be totally honest. Like, when I was writing all these down, when I was looking into it, I rarely, you, I mean, if anyone has been listening, you will know that I, I normally identify myself as most of the numbers that we look at. And I'm not saying I don't see myself as a number eight here, but as I was looking through all of the traits and characteristics and how they, these people describe themselves and kind of what they do for a living and stuff, like, I, I was so just, I pinpointed this as my dad. Oh, right. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I literally, and like, not necessarily like a hundred percent, but there were so many things that I was like, that's him, that's him, that's him. And I haven't had that feeling about any other number with anyone else I know. So I, I don't know if that means that he has a really strong personality or <laughs> I don't know. Um, but let's get into it here. So, okay. Number eight, I said, it's a person who is assertive, determined, and responsible. Fun fact, I was playing a game the other day where I was taking the letters of my name and I was coming up with an um, adjective that kind of described me with those letters. And A is I for awesome. For A. Yeah. S is for super. Right? Okay. <laughs> so um, assertive, determined, responsible. Yes, I would say those are definitely my dad. Maybe not as assertive as me, but um, can be. I said, I said skills with finances and business because a lot of times people identify the number eight as being the number of money and power. But when I think of, um, I, and I honestly never did, but I guess that's what people associate it with. Um, but like, it's kind of like having this business or financial savvy to make sound decisions, um, and be good with dealing with your own money and spending it or saving it or making smart business decisions. Um, and I said, this is a number that needs to be balanced with another number because that the other number, um, because of this number having this gravitation towards like finances and business, which are kind of more cold type of things, um, it needs to be balanced with another number that helps this number keep their humanity. And when I think of my dad, I'm not going to say like he's like super cold, but like, I mean, you know. Um, is the Pope a Catholic? And so I'm say they were a no, powerful. He's a Satanist. Deci- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> is that a powerful decision-making child? So like someone that kind of always knew what they wanted. Um, and I said uh, perseverant, disciplined in order to achieve a goal, and 
they can be on the flip side, whereas like it seems like, oh, wow, you have all these great qualities and traits of being assertive and being able to reach these goals and being smart with money or whatever. I said that on the downside, this person can be very aggressive and needs to learn how to control their anger because they're easily frustrated and they lack tolerance for people or groups, especially when you're trying to like lead a specific people or group and they're not listening to you. And when I think of my dad, I think of somebody who definitely always thinks he's right. Um, and if you go against kind of what he says, it's kind of, um, well, no, I'm going to ask you what your opinion is, but you still need to do what, what I say. He gets very frustrated by that. Um, which is like, I know this is not a psychology, like delving into my dad here, but like I said, I just so like fixated on that when I was doing this. Um, and I said that this person could be egotistical and in a group situation, they have a tendency to kind of act like a dictator, um, because they kind of want to make all the decisions themselves. And I likened this to the planet Saturn and then to the signs of Scorpio and Capricorn, which funny enough, he is neither of those. Um, so uh, I do want to just now just double back to kind of what I have earlier in my notes, which doesn't necessarily relate to him, but it did have to do with the shape of the eight. I said it does have a balance and harmony, which I did talk a little bit about when I was talking about the strength card of how um, it's like basically like two circles, but it is kind of always flowing and moving around. The infinity symbol, if you turn eight on its side, is kind of this, I wrote down karmic equalizer. So um, it kind of just shows the cyclical nature of life and and death. Um, and then, you know, um, rebirth and then life again. And, um, and it's a balance between material and immaterial. So there's like the practicality of... Um, uh, or like looking at yourself spiritually, but then there's also this achieving of results and focusing on material things in this material world. Yeah, I like that. And to go back to what you were saying about your dad, um, some of the qualities you have to remember if you're looking at the strength card, going back to the eight, there's negative and positive qualities. So with mm -hmm. strength, sometimes if you're not using it correctly, that's what can happen. You can get frustrated or you could lash out in anger. So not saying that anger is always a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, we need a little anger. It, it's a really good gauge. It helps us not get taken advantage of. So I don't want to sit here and yes. say that anger is bad, but this could represent the negative aspect of anger, non-righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you have anything else to add about the number eight? I think you covered it. You summed it up pretty well. Cool. I got to tell you, I really love kind of looking into all of these different numbers because I think that what I, the conclusion I've come to is like no person is just one number, right? You kind of have a lot of traits of all of these different mm -hmm. numbers based on the people that you're surrounded with and your experiences and things like that. Um, and so I feel like for me, I just, there's so many things about all of them that I just really identify with that I'm like, I, for me, it just made me feel like, oh, I'm just a well-rounded person. Um, all right, so let's, let's go into the last part here of our podcast that we do every time where we look at these two different interpretations of these cards, of the Eight of Cups and the Strength card. Okay. All right, you want to give it a shot here, talking about the Eight of Cups? Yeah, we're talking about the Crowley deck. Okay, yes. so we're mm -hmm. going to look at the Alistair Crowley deck. And again, I'm going to put pictures of these as I do every week on our Instagram at Tarot Bowl, T-A-R-O-T-B-O-L-L, -L, and the number two. So this looks to me like a tree that's bearing some flowers. And I love the symmetry. Everything looks equal and even. These flowers are shaded 
by what looks like a leaf over these flowers. So they look very well protected. And the sky is the same yellow that we see in the strength card in the background. Or Whoa, 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 whoa. What are we talking about here? Am I looking at the wrong thing? Oh, my God. I'm looking at the... Oh, we're going to have to start again. I'm looking at the eight of discs. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. I literally was like, what the hell? WTH? <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, wow, I do not see like, any of that. Am I on acid right now? What's going on? That's all right. I could cut this out. <laughs> Maybe I'm on shrooms. Maybe I'm on shrooms I'm and kidding. I didn't even know it. All right. So the eight of cups in the Alistair, yes. okay, Alistair Coley deck. Take two and action. All right. So yeah. what I see here are eight cups. There's three on top. Two in the middle, three on the bottom. And the three on the bottom, it looks like they could be in some type of maybe like a bog or a swamp. Actually, the three on the bottom and the two in the middle look like they could be in a bog or a swamp. And then the other three are in the sky. And the three in the sky are... Looks like they're sitting on either lily pads or some kind of plant that's coming out of the central bottom cup. And the backgrounds are really dark sky. But on the horizon, it looks like there's a little bit of light, which I like. And the two middle cups have flowers that are facing down into them. And then there's water pouring out of them into the bottom outside two cups. Uh, How did I do? And I think what it's what it's um, worthy of also saying is at the bottom of the card, they label this. And this says indolence, which means avoidance of activity or exertion. And or laziness. I could see there. And so in this interpretation. Yeah. So um for me looking at this card, I was like, wow, this is so dark. It's so gloomy. It looks so sad. Um, and some just some things immediately jump out at me. So the three cups up at the top, you're saying they're on these lily pads, and to me, they just look like cracked and frail and like almost about to fall apart. Um, they don't look healthy. They just look very um, sad. And, uh, I said, if you don't use it, you lose it. Cause that's what it reminds me of. Not that you would be using a lily pad and it would make it stay like, you know, yeah. alive, mm-hmm. but it just looks like it's about to fall apart. Um, and I said that I also want to bring up that with the exception of the card on the very bottom row in the very center, every other card Cup. that kind of handles are broken. That's what I mean. Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cup. Yep. That's all right. <laughs> But all the handles, except for that one cup, all the other handles are broken. Oh, yeah. And and so for me, it was like, you know, again, it was if I'm talking about this avoidance of activity or exertion, it's like, well, there's only one thing left. And eventually that's going to get broken, too. Yeah, I like that. This it really is. It looks like some kind of depressing card. And it looks if you if we're thinking back to the eight of cups on the Rider weight deck. This Mm -hmm. looks like a similar, you can look at it similarly where as maybe these cups before were like you were saying were nice and shiny and there were something that was really important to this person. But now it looks like there's like a withdrawal. There's uh, a lack of care for these cards. They're not taking care of them. Even though there are, there is water running out of the ones in the middle. So maybe at a time there was water running out of all of them, but now this is representing like the low tide did in the other card that we had that interpretation. Mm-hmm. This is just the water starting to trickle and turn off and 
It's, it's the it's like the faucet starting to shut all the way. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the the two flowers that are kind of kind of pouring out this water um, for me, it just shows again, like perhaps there was maybe more, but even these flowers don't look really healthy. They just look diseased because of these like spots on them. I, and again, that's just my interpretation looking at it, um, where it's like eventually those will dry up too. Yeah. And I like how the sky in the background is showing a little bit of light. So this, it looks like it's even a little bit of yellow, yellowish. So Mm-hmm. It's giving you that opportunity that maybe that's that light at the end of the tunnel that I was talking about earlier, because sometimes when you go through these, say it's a spiritual change or, or a quest and you have this paradigm shift in your life and you realize that maybe you're wrong about something or, or something's wrong or think even like a drug addiction or whatever it is, there's that light at the end of the tunnel, because even though you have to go through all this darkness, you're going to aim for that light and there's hope. Mm-hmm. You know that, and I said that that was also possibly indicated by the the movement you see in the clouds because you have that up and down kind of like that bell curve oh, of yeah. like even though you might be at a high at one point there is going to be a low and all I kind of see are the lows of the the waves, and so for me it was like that is a perfect indication of what I feel like I'm looking at which is like the low. Oh yeah, all the highs the are hidden. Is. All the highs are hidden by these yes. cups. I like that. Yeah. Like at me, I'm all ready Killing to go. It. All right, I have nothing else, though, to say about this card. Did you have anything else to say about this no, one? No, that sums it up for me. All right, cool. Let's move on to this next card. Now, you threw me for a loop here because you told me that this card is actually a little bit different in this deck. Um, and so we're not looking at the eight card in this deck. Yeah, so some people order the decks differently and... What they like to do is they'll use the Lust card, which is card 11 in the Thoth or Alistair Crowley deck. And if all you have to do is look at it for like one second to realize why. there's You have the same, you have the woman there, you have the lion. There's a lot more detail of what's going on. But similarly, she's riding this lion, which means she must have it tamed. But I really like how this lion has a bunch of different faces. Because to me, it goes back to what I love to say, which is... You have to know yourself. So this lion, this strength or this energy that she's using has all these different manifestations or faces or ways of showing itself just like a human person. Or this could also represent the different sides of your mind or the struggle within. So she is riding this thing. She has her head tilted back. She's leaning. She doesn't care at all. So she's really controlling this. So that's why I think it really represents the strength card much better. And I guess I could just kind of follow up because I already started to describe it a little bit. So you have this female figure leaning back and she's holding what looks like it could be the reins. Oh yeah, I guess it is the reins. For a second, I thought it was like a wand. So she's holding the reins of this many-faced lion in one hand. And then the other hand, she has what looks like it could be a sphere of some kind with some kind of power it looks like and above it there's a bunch of snakes coming into whatever she's holding and um Mm -hmm. and the background is just a bunch of looks like spheres similar to what she's holding but these are just other spheres um that aren't as highlighted i guess you could say and then it's all purple in the background and then under the line there's a set of hands that look like they could be either praying and then I also see some faces under the line that look like they could represent some kind of spirits. 
Uh, I just feel like this card is showing total dominance over a whole bunch of things, maybe like a natural world, um, but also like maybe different feelings, different emotions, um, different actions. Like this person is in total control and she knows it. And so she's able to be totally mm-hmm. relaxed because she knows she has control. Yeah. I like that. What would you say if this car- this card came up for somebody? So say you're doing a reading on somebody and you want a little more clarification. So you're like, all right, let me bust out my Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. And you looked at this card, but it was for a relationship reading. What would you say? Um. So if this card came up for a relationship reading, I would almost feel like the person feels like comfortable in that relationship. If, if they are in a relationship, if they're not in a relationship, I would say that they finally feel like they're possibly at a point where they could be open to being in a relationship. That's different than going out and looking for a relationship. It's just to say like, you've done kind of the soul searching. You feel like you've developed kind of your own person, your own personality. And now you kind of are able to move on to this next phase of maybe sharing that with somebody else. Yeah. I like that. What stands out to you, you think, the most in this card? Um, To be honest, her stance, kind of with her head back and her arm up, it just looks almost like a warrior. But again, it's like a very comfortable, like when I think of me on a horse, <laughs> I do not think of somebody that looks this comfortable. Yeah. Like it kind of like, you know, it just looks like she has total command of it and total control over it. Um, and you know, that she's able to ride it like bareback and with one arm up and is only holding on to the reins there. And it's like when I'm thinking of it, a person riding even like a horse, in this case, like a lion, right? You would think you'd want to have two hands to have it, but she doesn't even need that. Mm-hmm. And she's not like choking up on it either. It's kind of like down by her side, you know? Yeah. And me, uh, that's what I To see. add to that and the thunder, <laughs> to add to the, what you said and the yes. thunder. I like how you're right. It looks like she has her whole self together. She's riding this line. And then in the right hand, she's holding this power. And the way they have it lined off, it looks like it could be uh, some kind of other dimension. So it's like the next step. So this is perfect or really indicative of you have to get yourself together, get all these faces you know, sides of your mind or personalities or where they are together so you can ride them this easily. And then once you do that, you could wield this other supernatural power. You Mm -hmm. could really change your life. You could help other people change their lives. But you have to get this mastered first. You can't just wield this power. You know, it's like level two. She's leveling up. That's literally what it looks like to me. Yes, it does. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of this. Honestly, like the notes I have for the other one, I was like, I don't really know how I'm going to relate this. <laughs> the strength of, this definitely works a lot better. Great. Um, I honestly just kind of wish that it didn't say lust at the bottom because it kind of, for me, is, uh, throws me a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The words sometimes at the bottom are, you know, and you have to think of this again. I think I touched on this before, but this deck was created by Aleister Crowley, who was super into occulted, hidden, ancient knowledge, psychological knowledge, all this stuff. And this deck was really, he never intended it to be made for the public. It's not something that he just made and put out there. It was, I believe it was put out after he died. So I'm not sure if it was ever intended. So that being said, and maybe it was, they put these things on here. Sometimes they put them on there to throw you off. You know, there's, there's 
a lot of different ways to look at it. So you really have to focus on the yeah. symbols. And I think that's another way to go back again t- uh, to just to just remind us of why symbols are better than words because lust yes. means different things to different people. But this picture, it's kind of hard to, I mean, you could interpret it in your own way, obviously, but it's saying a lot of different things that you cannot deny. So mm-hmm. that's what I'd have to say All right. about that. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I have nothing else to say about this card. What about you? No, I think I'm done too. All right, cool. Awesome. So, I mean, we've come to the end here of our eight. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I should say one more thing before (laughs) we go. I'm going to say, oh, oh, no, I just ruined your great joke. Eight (laughs) is enough. But P.S. I just want to say, because last time (laughs) at the end of the episode, (laughs) at the end of, no, I think it's great you said that anyway. (laughs) At the end of last week's episode, I was talking about how this card can relate to some kind of female empowerment. And I would like to just address that by saying, that in today's world, some people like to tell other people for whatever reason it is that they need help or they need a hand or they need extra whatever. And I think this card signifies in a great way because they in both decks, they're showing you a female. She's holding this power. You know, females, women, if you're listening to this, you have this power. Don't listen to people who tell you that you need help or whatever. No, get on your track, get on your dharma, and no one's going to stop you, especially in this country. You have doors open for you. You can get things done. And I was just talking about this last night with my friend, uh, my friend Dwayne, who's a DJ with me as well. And he was talking about this female DJ that he knows that he employed last year a couple times. And this year she's really blowing up. And I was saying how, you know, sometimes it's really great when you're female, especially DJ, because for some reason people don't expect it. And, and it's just this novelty, but she used it to her advantage and she is also a great DJ. Mm-hmm. So now she's blowing up on social media because of the fact that she's a female. So it's not a weakness. You know, don't look at whatever your situation is as a weakness. Everybody has their strengths. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because I just remember that I said that. So I don't want people to think that I'm like hopping out. But anyway, all right, go ahead. What were you, what were you saying about eight again, and, Ashley? And lean in. No, no. I have something for next week. No, I'm good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be talking right. about nines, nine of cups, and the hermit card. And um, based on my interpretation of the nine of cups, I'm saying love potion number nine. <laughs> all right. And I will say that eight is definitely Sorry. enough. Okay. Bye, everybody. Network.